Welcome to the Business Developers Network, where today's leading business developers share and learn innovative business development concepts to generate greater value for their businesses. Hosted by Artie Ruderman, Principal of Innovative Growth Solutions. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta and worldwide across the PBC syndicated networks. This episode made possible in part by Innovative Growth Solutions. For more info, visit igscorp.net. And now, please welcome your host of the Business Developers Network, Artie Ruderman. Hello and welcome. This is the Business Developers Network, broadcasting from the Pro Business Channel network here in Atlanta. Uh, Today is a very, very special episode of Business Developers Network. And you know why? Because it answers an ancient enigma. Not the chicken or the egg, but when it comes to business development, when it comes to sales, is sales an art or is it a science? I'd like to introduce Howard Nutt of the Business Development Institute, who has developed a business model based on 20, almost 20 years of research in connection with the Software Institute at Carnegie Mellon University that can demonstrate that there is a discipline and a science that those companies that choose to have and follow those disciplines will do far better than those that do not. And I would like you to put on your thinking caps, come into the lecture hall because we're going to have a presentation, an academic presentation today. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Howard Nutt. Howard, for the audience, please introduce yourself, a little background so they could follow who you are, how you got there, and how you developed Business Development Institute and the model for CMM, which is a capabilities maturity model for businesses. Yes, thank you very much, Artie, and good morning to you and and to the listeners. Uh, As Artie has said, my name is Howard Nutt. Uh, Like most of you that got into business development, I did not set out to be a business developer. Uh, I started out to be an academician, if you would, went all the way up through all the coursework for a doctorate at the University of Michigan. and then took a position with a an aviation engine company in Phoenix, Arizona back in 1981 and discovered that I had a real flair for business development. Uh, I ended up de- becoming involved in proposals, went on to uh, set up their first proposal operations management system, uh, went from there to joining a consulting firm and set up a practice in business development process consulting. And over the course of uh, about 20 years with that consulting firm, worked with pretty much all of the major uh, U.S. and European uh, companies in terms of helping them strategize their process, determine how they could improve their results, And uh, in that process, uh, got involved in trying to understand the the science behind success. That came in the form of uh, trying to do benchmarking, looking at companies and which ones were successful. How did how were they successful? Uh, 
and ultimately came across the Software Engineering Institute at Carnegie Mellon University and discovered that they had created these capability maturity models for various disciplines, including software development, systems engineering, uh, product design, those sorts of things, and decided to apply the same kind of discipline to understanding business development best practice and uh, so worked with them initially to understand, get permission to use some of their intellectual uh, property in terms of their their names and trademarks, and went on to develop the capability maturity model for business development, which we uh, launched into the marketplace in 2005. Since then, uh, we've continued to work with uh, Carnegie Mellon and now with the CMMI Institute, which currently owns uh, all of their intellectual property, and continue to work with companies to uh, improve their their business development capability, mature their operations, and garner greater success in some very real terms. In fact, Artie, it's important to know that from the very beginning, we basically have used a value proposition uh, to help people understand um, the impact of business development best practice. And then our research benchmarking has provided the data and uh, validation uh, necessary to support that. So now we're we're uh, separated out and we are working as a nonprofit in the Business Development Institute International, which we, which you'll hear me refer to as the BD Institute, and have continued working with companies to help them be more successful. Howard, for the audience's sake, I'm, I'm going to put this in a perspective that maybe many could relate to. I'm a big baseball fan, and and many can uh, remember the book and the movie Moneyball, and that changed the whole dynamics of baseball, which up until that time, talent was based on optics. If you looked like a big home run hitter, you kind of got moved along. But in reality, it doesn't matter what size you are or what your optics are. What Moneyball proved is the fact that if you focus on the research and the percentages of, let's say, a hitter hitting a curveball pitcher, a left-hand curveball pitcher, and you could actually relate the success of that, and that's how you move players and talent. And what you've done is focused on the dynamics of business development practices, and I would like you to explain what categories of business development that you focused on. I know there are five categories, there are five levels, and there are five process areas. And for the audience, Howard's going to walk you through that. So I think you'll find this very interesting because he's going to give us some case studies. Matter of fact, Howard, let's start with the case studies because when they hear how successful they are, I think they're going to become more interested. And we have what started out as an $800 million company and what started out as a $40 million company. So we're we're really demonstrating how it works for a fairly large company and small company. So in in a a short, you know, three, five minutes, can you kind of give us an example of those? Uh, Yes. Um, 
And I, I think that your analogy is, is really a good one. There is uh, no replacement for innate talent, but the science can take innate talent and bring it to its fullest potential. And that's, that's really, uh, I think, what you were referring to, because we know that there are specific physics that while you need to have certain kinds of physical propensities, the science can take what you have and multiply its effectiveness dramatically. I was going to say, we, we got to that point. I'd just like you to give us a case study of, of a large and small company um, right. that the Business Development Institute has uh, you know, moved ahead and, and had success with. Right. Um, so let's start with the larger company. Uh, this was an IT services company in the D.C. area. This case study is more than five years old, so there's no uh, worry about propriety in terms of sharing uh, what happened. Uh, this company had uh, about 6,300 employees and in uh, 50 offices worldwide. It was considered one of the top 20 consulting firms and um, already, if we are looking at that on slide five of what you're looking at, uh, they had a very simple vision. They wanted to achieve a more consistent and improved win rate. Uh, they weren't happy with how they were performing. Uh, to look at the numbers, they were spending about $12 million a year on business development to generate $400 million a year in new business. Now, if you do the numbers, that says that they were working at about a 33 to 1 return on sales number. Pretty impressive. Which is pretty impressive, but our benchmarking data tells us that leading companies uh, get something more like 75 to 1 return on sales. So the question is, what could they do to improve that? They had seen other companies that had made dramatic improvements, which, by the way, uh, were companies that I had also been involved with. But they took, if you will, several key actions. Um, they addressed process because they did not have a disciplined process. They were pretty much ad hoc. Their various uh, the various parts of the company operated in different ways based upon man individual managers. They were not doing what we would call strategic targeting. And so they knew that they needed to find a way to fund uh, strategic business pursuits. They knew that they needed to address the capability of the people, both from a perspective of kind of expectations people have, but also what skills and competencies. They knew they needed some technology support, and they determined that they would get the best results if they put in place uh, some strong rewards. Howard, if, now, if, can, Howard yes. if, if I recall in an earlier conversation, I think what led them to this, these findings or, or to take on this initiative is the fact that although they were an $800 million company, um, they felt that they were not optimized, and they were looking to sell the company in the near future. 
And because of that, they were looking inward and then reaching out for consulting help. Is that sum it up? That is, that is correct. That is correct. And actually, uh, subsequent to these improvements, the company did sell itself and, and actually uh, is now part of uh, CGI and CACI there mm-hmm. in the Washington, D.C. area. Share some, um, some of the actual statistics of the results from, okay. the, from the win rate to the investment rate to the return rate. You know, they, they're quite impressive. And share those with the audience. OK, um, probably the easiest way to envision this and have people really identify with it was that in the base year, in other words, the year before they Im- implemented the improvements, this company had put out twelve hundred proposals for new business they had a 30% win rate. In other words, they, they were only winning 30 out of 100 contracts. And the average contract was about $150,000 with a one to two year duration. Now, after uh, the improvements were put in place, these numbers changed dramatically. You remember that I said that that they acknowledged that they needed to address uh, more strategic business and that they did not have a consistent process. Well, part of that improvement was that they adopted a single process, they centralized control of the business development operation and set up metrics to qualify opportunities to ensure that that they were only going after programs that they were um, that they had a good probability of winning, and they brought in and set up a strategic pursuit unit, which would be responsible for all of the major opportunities. So a lot, so a lot, they, of, a lot of strategy, a lot of discipline were put yep. in place. J- jump to the, the results now, because you were talking about the win rate and the dollar amount of the typical contract. How did that change over time? Well, the first big uh, change was that in the first year after the only submitted 500 proposals. As opposed to 1,200. So that, that, would, that, that would worry me as, as management of that company. So go ahead. Except that instead of winning 30%, they won 70%. So that's how strategy and really vetting opportunities and putting in place a competitive process uh, impacts the business. And, it- and, our, and here's the really striking part. The typical contract went from being $150,000 with a one to two year term to $750,000 with a three to five year term. Impressive, Howard. You know, I want to keep us in our time limit. So, Howard, I I think um, I'm impressed, and I imagine the listeners are impressed with the dramatic results that the Business Development Institute was able to develop. So let's go into what is the capability maturity model and go into the areas of capability and process areas and levels. So, audience, take notes. Howard? Proceed. Okay. Um, what the Business Development uh, Institute has created in the capability maturity model for business development that we refer to as the BDCMM um, is 
a logical framework of business development best practice. We've put together or we brought together and embedded in the model more than 180 business development best practices and allocated them by whether they are foundational, uh, professional, or advanced. And according to what areas have to be to addressed to build capability and have a mature business development operation. As Artie has, has indicated, we, you can think of the model in a five-by-five five matrix where we have five levels of maturity and five categories of process areas that need to be addressed. Let's start with the maturity levels. Basically, the model says that wherever you are, you can be at level one. It is an initial place to start and probably is fairly reflective of what most people experience. And that is just, just do it. Uh, a business development operation that relies on the innate talents of people in the organization that emphasizes effort, uh, but that also in many organizations produces high stress, high burnout, uh, has little planning, and people can feel like it's not very well controlled. Well, the first thing that one can do then is move to what we call BDCMM Level 2, which we refer to as managed. Uh, at that level, the focus is on being able to react to customers' requests uh, efficiently and effectively, or repeatability, if you will. And so some basic processes and tools are put in place, but they may not be used company-wide. And when companies uh, go to level two, most often they get an increase in win rate. Uh, beyond that, we look to BDCMM level three as the level at which you achieve professional business development in your organization. There you have standard company processes and tools that can be tailored by BD staff to suit specific opportunities. And the emphasis is on planning and positioning. Uh, at this point, uh, organizations typically are driven towards strategic pursuits. So they position, they work with customers in proactive ways. Meanwhile, the companies that tend to bubble up as sort of industry leaders or the benchmark level companies in industry are typically quantitatively managed, which is what we call BDCMM level four. Here, the emphasis is on business development as a professional discipline inside the company, influencing both the customer and the internal organization itself. There is a strong emphasis on data and metrics to inform decision-making. Meanwhile, uh, the nirvana within the model of performance is at level five, which we call optimizing. And here the emphasis is on continual improvement, on working with customers in unique ways that prov promote long-term customer partnerships. Now, obviously, there's a lot more to it uh, than that, but it, that's sort of the brief five levels up. 
Now, the five areas that have to be addressed at each one of those le uh, levels uh, are as follows. The first, as you would expect, our customer. But the focus is on increasing customer value. And the progression there is from uh, providing only the value that customers request to ultimately leading the customer in showing them how much more value they can achieve. The second area is focusing on the inside of the company. And there what we look at is leadership. And it's building the vision and performance inside the company to meet customers' needs and to work with them in efficient, effective ways. Of course, that leads you to realizing that you need a third area, which is people. And that is to expand the, co the competencies and skills of the organization so that it can work effectively with customers in more proactive, innovative ways that position you better for winning business. Of course, within those, you have to have process. And so the fourth area is actually process management. And so there, uh, we bring to bear business development best practices that relate to how you perform business development and how you measure and control what you're doing in your business development operation. Then you support that in the fifth area with uh, the systems and infrastructure needed to facilitate the overall capability and maintain and grow the maturity of the organization. The progression that we see here, as I mentioned, at level two, companies will tend to get improvements in their win rate because they stop maybe pursuing opportunities that they can't win. At level three, though, is where we get some of the most dramatic results in that this transformation to strategic business pursuits and managing resources so that you apply the most resource to the most important opportunities is really then a growth driver. And we then see the leading companies at levels four and five building on that and sustaining it so that a couple of the benchmark companies that we have seen have maintained win rates in excess of 80% wow. and have actually won 80% of the revenue that they pursue over multiple years. We had one company that when we last checked had five years straight in which they had performed at that level. That's, that's so very, very impressive. And, you know, uh, again, the show is about innovative concepts for business development, and yet we're talking about a process that's been developed almost 20 years ago However, it hasn't been out there uh, to the extent that other businesses' practices have, have been out there. So I, the, the innovation is still very relevant today. So what you're talking about is, is almost 20 years of research that could demonstrate the success of applying the Business Development Institute business model. Uh, that's correct. And we just completed a major 
actually international benchmarking study and validated a group of top performers during that that in fact had these kinds of results, you know, win rates and capture ratios in excess of 80%. And they all showed these characteristics. They tended to be what we refer to as level three, level four companies. And they clearly were performing at levels that I think most companies would like to perform at. And it's available to these companies and it is not an expensive process but it does require commitment. Well, it, it also uh, validates the fact that the model will work with any business in any industry at any size if it's working internationally, and again, all supported by documented research. So this is almost like the revenge of the nerds, if you will. Um, if- <laughs> You know, everyone always thinks of business development and marketing individuals and salespeople as, you know, just being kind of out there, outgoing, and their success is somehow related to black magic. And and what you are saying and what you have demonstrated is that there is a science that could be applied if they understand the disciplines and have the discipline to implement them. So this is very, very impressive, Howard. Thank you very much. And in the time remaining, uh, why don't you tell us um, how, they, how you could be contacted and anything else that you want to add that may, perhaps we didn't cover? Um, yes, uh, I'd be happy to do that. Uh, first of all, uh, everything that uh, I've shared with your listeners today is available on our website, which is just www.bd-institute.org. We are a nonprofit uh, organization, and if your readers will go, I'm sorry, if your listeners will go to our resources page, you'll discover that you can download a condensed uh, version of the model, so you can look at it, you can see what the practices are, you can get more information on what I've told you about how this approach works. Um, You'll also find some information there on our benchmarking. Uh, There are additional free downloads, as well as, of course, publications for uh, purchase. Uh, But I encourage your listeners to go find out uh, what we have on the website. There is an info at bd-institute.org. That is one of the uh, email addresses that I watch every day. And so uh, if they want to contact me, uh, please feel free to contact me through that or through howard.nutt, N-U-T-T, at bd-institute.org. I would be delighted to, uh, to connect with you that way. Of course, you can also find me on LinkedIn. I'd be pleased to connect with people uh, in that way as well. And, and being the business developer that I am and you coming from the academic side, uh, there is a little bit of an art to the science, and then allow me to demonstrate that, and that is how it is, is it, uh, pointing you or directing you to a website, and you could download the process, but what is needed, as we all know, for those who ever had hired con- consultants or had strategy meetings, you really need to define that, have it sharp as possible, meaningful as possible, and that needs to be drawn out by someone like Howard that 
could define that for you. And more importantly, it's the implementation because it's a complete culture shift for a company that Howard over almost 20 years and his company and associates have performed and very successfully. So with that, we'll come to a a close. Thank you very much, Howard. And remember, keep developing your business. On behalf of the Pro Business Channel Networks, we want to thank our guests, sponsors, and you, the audience, for joining us on the Business Developers Network. This episode made possible in part by Innovative Growth Solutions. For more info, visit igscorp.net. Today's broadcast can be heard on demand on your favorite internet channels, including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Play, and across the PBC syndicated networks. We invite you to share the show using the posted social media links and join Artie Ruderman and his guests on the next episode of the Business Developers Network.